Rockin' all week with you, Happy Days Podcast, Season 3, Episode 8. I'm Dan, I'm your host. How, how are you all doing? Hope you're all safe and well, doing all right out there. Let's talk about Happy Days for about an hour. Let's uh, forget all and discuss Happy Days... Yeah, and in this one, uh, we are talking, we are in, we are properly in 1976. Welcome to the Bicentennial. Everyone go and see the tall ships. We are talking Dance Contest, which originally aired January 6th, 1976. And I'll give you, it was written by Bob Howard. And here's an interesting thing. Even at this late point, directed by Norm Gray, Jerry Paris hasn't taken over complete directing of everything yet. And uh, Dance Contest, and then the second anniversary show, which originally aired January 12th. 1976 and uh, that's directed by jerry paris and we'll go into the writers when we get to it but we are in january now and yeah we're in the vicinity of the show's second anniversary um i i guess you know that's that's pretty great well we'll talk we'll talk when we get to that episode we'll talk about that but let, let's um let's just go over dance contest real quick is mrs c is um feeling unhappy with her life as a housewife and from the very annoying opening scene in this episode you can see why uh mr c implies that she does this at least once a year usually she wants to get a job he won't allow that but this year she wants to enter a dance contest that they do every year uh local television station uh the family laughs at her so she goes to the fonds uh, they have one week, and her and the Fonz begin practicing the tango, uh, sort of surreptitiously, uh, in the morning at Arnold's before Arnold's opens, and sometimes in the evening at uh, Fonzie's garage. And uh, Mrs. C is told Mr. C that she's going to, to her mother, uh, Mother Kelps, I think that's her name, right? Um, house, or, uh, and Mr. C doesn't like his mother-in-law because she calls him fat, so... And uh, but Mrs. C is going to see her mother because her mother's bursitis is acting up, and so uh, and Mr. C won't go near that. So she's doing her thing, but eventually it kind of it kind of becomes um, annoying for everyone because meals aren't getting made and stuff isn't getting cleaned up and things like that. And rumors start to spread. And is Mrs. C having an affair? And could it be with Fonzie? Listen to a little bit of this, and I will come right back and we'll chat about dance contest the cowbell as a symbol of unbridled passion ladies and gentlemen Dance contest. Okay, what did I think of this episode? I think it has an annoying opening scene and a superfluous closing, but everything else in between is fantastic. Specifically, the Fonz gets in a lot of very funny moments as people keep coming after him over and over again, thinking he's having an affair with Mrs. C. Um, I guess we'll discuss the things I found annoying about it first. As I know it's the 1950s, and um, Mrs. C's a housewife. 
And I know that had to get really dull being inside the house all day. I mean, I, I'm sure she goes out and then buys groceries. I'm thinking of two of like, um, say like um, uh, Sade and Vic and Sade. She was like, because that show always took place, almost always took place inside the house. Sometimes in the backyard, sometimes in the front yard, occasionally in other places. But 90% of those episodes took place inside their house. And a lot of them took place during the day while Vic was at work and Rush was at school and um but not all of them and and you'd see her just doing her housewifely stuff uh Sade never seen now this was a 30s early 40s housewife so I, I don't know if that was a different thing from a from a late 50s housewife um but um there there it's funny there was a feeling and I don't know if this is me being horribly sexist but there was a feeling that like Sade Sade ruled the house um, she was she kind of ruled over the house and what she wanted in the house got done whereas mrs c you don't get quite that same feeling from mrs c as uh, a change in generation a change in time i guess but we did see plenty of sort of housewives in 50s early 60s sitcoms and they i seem to remember lots of episodes where the wife wanted to go out and get a job and maybe she did maybe she didn't this that and the other i mean there will be an episode when mrs c goes out and gets a job and this one she doesn't. She wants to join the, um, um, she wants to do this dance contest, and um, and I, the, the way they do it is they they push it too hard, which is such a sitcom thing to do. They have Richie, Joni, and Mister C act like absolute, pardon me, douches, absolute brats, in order to sort of show off how like they they just seem to treat mom almost as a servant. And do they really care for her because she doesn't think so? And just the way Joni and Richie, when she says she wants to do this dance contest, the way Joni and Richie laugh at her, and then they insult her loudly. Just, they do that thing where, Mom's really not going to dance. Oh, God, I hope not. But they don't leave to do that. They like take like four or five steps away and then say that really loud. And the crowd friggin' loves it. The crowd is in hysterics. Put Mrs. C in her place. I don't know. The crowd has to laugh, I guess. And then Mr. C is even kind of worse laughing at her and... Um, and then she goes out and she does it, and it's it's, it's interesting because you you think this is one of those episodes like what is it with Joni and and Spike episode where you think it's going to be about Joni, um, but it isn't really. Um, it's about sort of the periphery of what's going on because, and and that that makes sense to me. That makes sense to me here because you think it's going to be about Mrs. C dancing with the Fonz and stuff like that, but you never see them dance until the final dance number. You just hear about them practicing and things, and you got to look at it this way: Mrs. C gets stuff done. So she's going to do it. And the Fonz is the Fonz. So really, are there two characters? If there were two characters in the show that we don't need to see proving something, it would be these two. You know, like Richie, we'd probably need to see him do some dance lessons. Mr. C, definitely. Maybe Joni. But Mrs. Mrs. C and Fonz, once they say they're going to do it, we don't even need to see the final product of it we know they've done it so having the rest of the episode be about everyone thinking like what is mrs c up to where's she going what's happening and coming up with all their own little ideas and things um isn't um yeah <laughs> and and can we not and I'm, i don't want to but can we not because all i can think of when i watch this episode for some reason is all i can think of is i, I think i've said this before i can think of is bride of the monster when you walk in the front door uh, of the of the house in bride of the monster directly to your left when you walk in there is a staircase that goes whew, to nowhere that goes in front of the house where there shouldn't be a staircase and here it's like you just see the wall by the front door and then you get a staircase going up up and back but shouldn't that be that shouldn't that be the side of the house right now right there 
you know, the house isn't built. How's, how is this house built anymore since they move things around? I don't know. I don't know. But that staircase shouldn't be there. And those doors shouldn't be there. And, and the director on this one is, is far less, cons- less concerned than even Jerry Paris was about pretending that the kitchen is in some way separate from the living room. There are a couple moments where the camera just goes back and forth between the kitchen and living room. I mean, you see, you see almost the entire like side of the, the kitchen thing that should be against the wall. And I don't know why it drives me up the wall. Anyway, so what are we talking about? So yeah, the opening scene, um, I just find annoying. Uh, they really rub it in how they, they treat her uh like a, almost like a servant and uh she's tired of it and they laugh at her that's unpleasant and that that opening scene that opening sort of shot where Richie and, and Joni are standing there with their lunch bags ma you didn't put any fruit in here and and Richie who's 17 is is literally 5 feet 4 feet away from the fruit and he you didn't put any fruit in here there's a huge freaking bowl of fruit right there Richie i don't I guess this was the 50s and things were different then. I mean, I grew up, I grew up, you know, I was, I was 7 to 17 in the 80s. So that was, it was a very different time. And from when my dad died, uh, when I was around eight on, I made my own lunch. I got up in the, I've said this before. I got up in the morning. I took a shower, got, uh, took a shower, got dressed, um, uh, made my breakfast, read the paper, packed my lunch, went to school. And this was like second grade on. I did this. So to see a 17-year-old bitching and moaning that his mom didn't put a piece of fruit that he is four to five feet away from in his bag is, go to bed, white boy. You you get you are getting on my nerves. So that this the first scene overdoes it um, just too much, I think, to prove its point. If you can get past the first scene, and that, Happy Days has had that happen before. I mean... Um, the, the, even the opening of Guess Who's Coming to Christmas, the first few minutes of that, one of my absolute favorite episodes of anything, I, th- I think is kind of like a bit too much. It doesn't settle in till they hit, like, hit the hardware store and the car breaks down. You know, but yeah, the opening scene is just too much. It's too sitcom and it's too... We, we've seen people be like that to her before, but this is just too much happening at once. And we get what they're doing, but it, um, it stinks. And then the, the other part I don't really like, and this is... This is weird. This is weird. You get to the end, and they're at the dance contest, and um, uh, the whole family is there, and Fonzie is there. Mr. S- Mrs. C and Fonzie are getting ready to dance after a week of practice, and um, Mr. C starts yelling at Fonzie, and this is after Richie and Potsy have yelled at Fonzie and locked Fonzie in his bathroom, and then uh, Richie yells at, po- at Fonz, and then Joni kicks the Fonz in the shin, and then... Um, Mrs. C more or less says, um, uh, you know, like, I, I just want to do this. I wanted something to do, and I, I didn't think you appreciated me or you, you cared for me, but I can see the fact that you all did this, which is basically yell at, insult, and assault the Fonz, um, who was just helping. Now, they didn't know that, of course, but um, they could have asked, I guess, is is what the, um, they could have asked. So, um and we got to talk about the weather in this episode. If I forget to talk about the weather in this episode, um, forgive me. Um, uh, and we got to talk about how Richie is now really becoming like a secondary character in the show, which in some ways is good because he's pretty annoying in this episode. He has the one fun thing where he comes in having just played a hockey game and says, now I'm going to a basketball game. And he kind of takes off his hockey outfit. and He's got the basketball outfit underneath and then he goes. But the rest of the time, Richie is just a pain in the whole pardon me i I'm, um he, he's annoying me he's annoying me i was a 17 year old boy and i i'd like to think i was not 
much of a jackass as he was, although I certainly could have been. But uh, yeah, the problem with the final scene is that so so we get to this and she's done all this and she's ready with Fonz. She's going to prove she can go out there and dance. But then she had they the writers give this weird moment, I think, where I do like though when when Richie his hockey jersey says seven and then when he takes off his hockey jersey his basketball shirt or whatever it is has eight on it I like to think that if if he was going to play do some late night lacrosse or something there was a number nine number nine underneath that anyway um so they do a weird thing where Mrs. C basically says you know I was worried that you all didn't care or, or respect or not not respect but like you didn't appreciate what I was doing I can see you do and um so I don't need to do this I don't need to do this anymore. Let's go. And I, I would think in if this were, and it feels very much at times like it's a 50s sitcom script, which I guess in some ways is good. Um, in some ways, it's like if you're doing this in 75, 76, maybe you should be rewriting a few of the rules rather than doing this. Uh, I guess the addition of the Fonz is is the um, the rewriting of it. Um, but there's just, there's... It's, so it's this weird moment where basically where the Fonz is standing there after, like I said, yelled at, insulted, assaulted. And um, Mrs. C basically says, I can see how much everyone cares for me. I don't need to do this. Let's go. And they start to leave. And the Fonz has a bit of a smile on his face. And then all of a sudden the Fonz breaks into the hysterical, like uh, as hysterical as the Fonz gets, yelling about everything that's gone on and everything he's done. And now you want to leave? We're going to dance because the Fonz wants to dance. And then they dance. And the the tricky thing is that I said earlier that I think seeing them dance, you don't need to see them. You know they're going to be good. You know, I'm, I'm not saying they're experts at the tango, but they do a fine job of what they're doing. I, I You know that. So almost watching... Um, almost watching the dance is, is to me, a, a redundant scene. I don't need to see... It. I mean, I almost loved it if they just started dancing and then it just faded out. But you see them do their whole dance and it's almost like it's fine, but it's just so the crowd can applaud Henry Winkler and Marion Ross for, for doing a dance. But the problem is they did that thing where she said, I don't need to dance anymore, and she's going to leave, and they had to have the Fonz demand that she dance. Which just ends up feeling, it makes that whole sequence, like I said, it makes it feel redundant, it makes it feel anticlimactic. You know, in if 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 the purpose of this was her trying to sort of prove something, get to see, get to see, sort of get her family to sort of prove that they care and they love her, then she's already done that. She doesn't need to dance. So dramatically, we could end right there. But then the Fonz is his bit, and I understand where the Fonz is coming from. As much as I love the Fonz this episode, because he is great throughout, um, he's game for anything, and he's having a good time, um, uh, until everyone starts assaulting him again and again. Um, but there's something about, like, the Fonz isn't the main character here. This is about Mrs. C trying to sort of get a little respect, I guess. Get yeah, yeah. Get some respect, get some get some some love back from her family. And so the Fonz demanding the dance is funny, but it's anticlimactic. Once she says she doesn't need to dance and they begin to leave, as far as I'm concerned, the episode's over. Everything after that is like, oh, this is still going? Oh, that's too bad. So I I don't like that they did that. I think what she should have said is she should have said, so um, she said, I, I really just, you know, I was kind of doing this just to see how much you cared for me, this, that, and the other, you know? So so um, I, I don't really need to even do this dance. And then Mr. C should have said, come on, Marion, let's go home. And she should have said, no, I'm doing this. That's what she should have done. 
I think from a 1976 perspective, I think that's what she should. I think from a now perspective, that's what she should have done. Um, and uh, maybe a 50s, early 60s sitcom perspective, that's what that's what would have happened. But it just it just it just feels weird to me because of the fact that she is willing to not go through with it, if it, it's kind of like a big shrug to me all this chicanery all this goofballery and some of it's very funny ralph and potsy have a funny scene where they're trying to figure out what's going on and they're eating richie's lunch and then they go up to see the fawns they lock him in the bathroom as the fawns approach his teeth very funny stuff some of ralph and potsy's best um although we learn the more we learn about potsy's family the more um sad potsy's life seems to be but there's some great bits and and there's a moment the crowd really seems to love where ralph stands up and says something like well let's look at all the facts or he says something like that and the crowd is like yeah almost like, and i thought was there an episode where ralph was like Sherlock holmes or something i, I don't um, fully get that but um yeah you know they're gonna the the audience will do what the audience will do i guess and I do find Potsy with the um, the bandage on his chin because, um, what is it, Richie said he got six goals at the ice hockey game and one of them was off of Potsy's chin, which I find amusing. Um, so, 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 yeah, I mean, the, the episode, basically from the point when Mrs. C goes to see the Fonz up until she says, okay, let's go, I think is really good. So that middle... Jeez, I don't, I don't even know. The middle 18 minutes or so is really great. It's just the opening is, I think, annoying and way overdone. Very sitcom, but I still think very. I think it could have been written better. And the final sequence, I just think, is anticlimactic. It's great to see Arnold. It's great to see Arnold show up. Um, give Mr. C some dinner, some delivery dinner. Uh, he gives the game away. He's the one who gives the game away. Um, I, I'm not so thrilled with the Fonz calling Arnold inscrutable. He certainly could be. I feel like I am at times, but um, if it, it's funny because the Fon says, "Oh, we can trust Arnold. He's inscrutable." And it's funny, like some of the crowd laughs, but even some of the crowd seems to be like, "Oh no, Fonz, don't, don't do that. No, um, that you know that's unfortunate, Fonz. Don't, don't go to that place." Um, but Arnold's having a good time throughout, and it's always great to see Arnold. I wish, I wish we'd see more of him, um, but. Um, Ralph and Potsy are very funny here. They're, they're becoming a great team, um, which is why in a few um, uh, uh, seasons, maybe not even a few, maybe in a couple, we'll get that sort of almost backdoor pilot with the apartment. But but that's that's another that's another thing altogether. Um, but yeah, the, the font is great in this. Mrs. C is great in this. Um, Joni has a great scene where she's being asked to make dinner and she kind of yells at her dad, which is funny. Mr. C is, 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 has some great moments of what, what's going on in jealousy, but he gets a bit too much here and there. Richie just is mostly annoying. Ralph and Potsy are funny. Um, overall, I think, I think it's, it's a definite, to me, it's a definite, it's a thumbs up once you can get past certain points. And the, the opening scene, you're, you know, obviously, as always, this is just my opinion. Your mileage may vary. You may think it's hilarious to watch 17-year-old Richie standing five feet away from the fruit bowl, almost yelling at his mom that she hasn't packed him any fruit. You may think that's hilarious. I do not. Um, maybe I would have when I saw this at age three, two and a half, whenever, two and three quarters. I may have just peed my pants. I thought it was so funny. Somehow I doubt that. I do love seeing Mr. C, Mrs. C and the Fonz get closer. I like seeing the Fonz becoming more part of the family. 
some of the sitcom stuff works really great. Mr. C in his dark glasses sneaking around the dance contest and and Mrs. C's thing about the the notes that she leaves for everyone that no one seems to read is funny and that's all very sitcommy. The Fonz is doing something a bit different, I think, which generally which I like. He seems to be in a slightly different, slightly funnier sitcom that maybe everyone will join at one time. Um, but it doesn't they don't need to because I'm enjoying what we have right here. Um, and um, uh, it's the, what is it? The, it's the Harvest Moon Dance Festival. Yes, the Milwaukee Harvest Moon Dance Festival. Um, and so what I'm going to do here is just a, a couple of things. One, um, what time of the year is this set in? During the opening scene, um, the trees are green. Uh, all leaves on the tree are trees are green. The leaves on the tree, I, that's part of the tree. They're, they're green. Uh, there's no sign that this is winter. There's no sign that this is autumn. Nothing's changing color. It could be, it could be, you know, spring and everything's coming back. There's no snow on the ground. It doesn't look cold. And in fact, there's a gentleman walking in front of the house in short sleeves. Now, granted, I think I've said this before. When I used to go to college, where I used to go to college, it used to get very, 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 very cold. And then when the temperature went from like minus 10 to like 25, we would be out there in short sleeves and stuff sometimes because it was like summer showed up. It was so much warmer. So granted, this one guy walking by could be an anomaly. The exception that proves the rule that it's cold because everyone else has their scarves on and Arnold shows up with a hat and a scarf and everyone is treating it as if it were freezing and this the ice hockey games are still going on. And, oh, it's freezing out there. They're constantly saying it's freezing out there, but it doesn't look cold out there. And it looks, and I don't know. I It's, I don't know. It's funny, like, and I don't know why they need to do that. I guess because the episode aired in January. I don't know, but it's it's weird because there's absolutely no re- because the the none of the episode takes place outside. It's in it's in the the dance place at the end. It's in Fonzie's place. It's in the living room dining room. None of it takes place anywhere else. If something took place outside, then I could understand. But I don't know why they keep emphasizing. How cold it is. It's freezing out there. It's freezing. So what? So what? That has nothing to do with what's going on in the episode. And it doesn't it it doesn't look like the people who wrote the script and the actors um got together in any way, shape, or form, like with the designers or the people putting in the stock shots or the editors. Because from what we see of the outside, it doesn't look cold. And and when when um Richie is saying, "Oh my God, it's so freezing out there!" And then, and then they, they're, and he and Mister C have a long chat with the front door wide open. You know, and there's no breezeway, there's no, um, there's no mudroom, there's no, no entrance. It, it, you know, it just goes right out to the front walk. They should be freezing. It should be freezing because he says it's so freezing, but it's not. And I don't know why they do that. Uh, the other thing I'll, I'll bring up, and then I'll wrap this one up is do you notice the two the two uh, there's probably more the two strange dubs in the first um in the opening scene and and right um there is well one of the dubs is i need to get some advice when mrs c is ironing angrily and she's saying something or other and then all of a sudden this and you could see that that marion ross is saying one thing but then all of a sudden you just over the top of her sort of angry ironing you just hear this voice her voice say I need to get some advice. Almost like watch out for snakes. It's just a completely inappropriate sort of tone for her anger. Almost like almost like they didn't tell her what the context was. They said, oh, Mary, just would you say into this microphone, I need to get some advice. What am I saying it for? Oh, just say it. I need to get some advice. And it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, 
Yeah. So um, and th- there's that dubbing, but the other dubbing I think is 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 more interesting. It's when Mrs. Mr. C laughs at her and says she hasn't. Um, uh, says, you know, you haven't danced on TV in 20 years. You know, you can really cut a rug, but it's been 20 years since you danced on TV or whatever. And that's dubbed. Look at the, he's saying 10 years. He's saying it's been 10 years since you danced on TV. Now, I'm wondering why they changed that because Joni would have been four. Who knows how old Chuck would have been? Richie would have been seven. I guess, I guess it makes sense to. I would love to know. I mean, because part of the thing is just Joni and Richie laughing at their mom for even thinking about dancing on TV. But if they left in the line of 10 years, as maybe maybe um, it was just missaid. You know, maybe Tom Bosley just, just said the line wrong and they didn't correct it, so they had to dub it in. I don't know. It, it feels to me like that moment in the 8th Doctor TV movie from 96 where I forget what it is where the Doctor is described that, that really huge info dump strange scene. The Doctor says, you know, I can regenerate 13 times or something like that, but it's 13 lives with 12 regenerations, so they have to dub over. So it's like, I can regenerate 13 times. I forget what the line is. I can regenerate 13 times. I can regenerate 12 times. You know, and they have to dub it. And to me, that's clearly the script goofed. And that's what I think this is. I mean, the director was the normal director for the show, so he may not have known. And the writer, I don't know if Bob Howard wrote other scripts. I'd have to look. But there, there is something about that where obviously they had to change it because if it was 10 years ago, then Richie would have remembered his mom dancing on TV and would be laughing at her like that. And Joni might even remember at age four. And then they might even remember what the hell happened to their older brother Chuck. I don't know, but but yeah, there is um, it is um, it is a strange um, it is a slightly strange dub. And then and then that weird moment in the end where um, everyone's going around the big curtain to have an Arnold's buffet, and Joni's in her cute beret, and Richie and the Fonz are talking, and Richie you know is apologizing. Fonz says, "Hey, I'm not mad at anyone. I just have a score. I forget what he says. Like I have a score to settle." He goes around the curtain. You hear Joni shriek, and then she comes running out past Richie. And I don't know what the Fonz did, but like immediately, like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. Joni's out. So within three seconds of going around the curtain, he he does something that makes Joni kick him again. It's it's a weird moment. It's a weird moment. Not not granted by that point in the episode, I found myself not really caring. Um, but it's okay. So that's yeah, that's that's dance contest, everyone. Like I said, I, I I don't mean I'm I'm a I'm a little hard. I was a little harsh in the beginning and the ending, just because I love the show. You know, I'm I I think this is a great episode. Um, we will get more and more. Um, oh, and it was Rance Howard was the announcer. That's right. I thought it looked like a Howard. Yes. Um, but it's more and more. Um, you know, as we get deeper in the episode and um, other characters get their turn to shine, it becomes, I think, more fun to to watch. And I'm gonna I'm gonna become more critical. That's that's the point of this. And so so I'm telling you, I think this is a fine episode of the show. It's very entertaining. Your mileage for the opening and closing will vary because I they didn't ruin the episode for me, but they they kept it from being almost a perfect episode. How about that? So. So now let us go on to the um, the uh, second anniversary show. I will I will hit the writer credit afterwards. But this is a second anniversary show. This we will. This will be a much shorter um, discussion, I think, because um, it's clip show. It's basically this is an Arnold's surprise birthday party for Fonzie. 
Mr. And Mrs. C is there, Joni's there, everyone's there, a lot of other folks are there, and they all just reminisce about Fonzie being in their lives, and most of the clips are from season three. There is, I think, a brief shot of Joni from season, she's one or two, doesn't matter, it's a brief shot of Joni to show how she's grown up, and she, she definitely has. Uh, and there is that clip from, what is it, Deadly Dares, where Richie dresses, Richie Potsy dresses girls, go to a dance, and the Fonz dances with Richie. That's the only first season scene, and seeing the living room in its proper layout, and seeing like a shot where Mrs. Mr. C is, is like in the living room, and the camera, you can see down the hall like down between the rooms you can see down through the dining room and down in the kitchen with mrs cena and seeing the way the house should be laid out is just this whole the whole episode uh the whole actual bulk the the framing device of the episode all takes place in arnold's so none of it goes to the house so so if so you don't see the interior of the house so you may be forgiven for not remembering what the heck they did to the layout of the house but i should stop talking right now i'm going to play you a little something we'll come back when we come back we will discuss the actual like quality and look of the episode uh we will briefly discuss the clips we've already gone over the episode so i won't go too far and we'll discuss the few moments here and there within the framing stuff so listen to this we'll be right back welcome to the happy days second anniversary special So let's get two things out of the way first. The show premiered on January 15th, 1974. So this is uh, more or less the second anniversary. It's it's weird because the show aired on Tuesday evenings, and this episode aired on a Monday evening. So I don't know why, but, but tomorrow, as in January 13th, this is January 12th, 1976, tomorrow, January 13th, there'll be a new episode. So I don't know if they were going to pick a special day why they didn't just air it on Thursday. But, hey, who, who am I to say? Now, that's, that's one. And, obviously, this is the first of, I think, four clip shows they'll do. And this was a thing in the, in the 70s. Like, All in the Family did this, too. All in the Family would have all these things like this, you know, and it's sort of groundbreaking and such, as it were, to see things like, is it the 100th anniversary? Is it the 100th episode special? The 200th episode special? That I, f- I forget who hosted it, but it was like a like a big 70s-style variety event, and it was for All in the Family, and it was um, it was a little weird. But yeah, uh, Happy Days will do this, I think, for 76, 77, 78, possibly 79, I think, um, it would do this. By the time it got to 80... That's when the, the first sort of hit in the ratings, um, not really Happy Days' fault, um, was occurring. So there wasn't an anniversary there. But I think, yeah, for the next four seasons, we will get these. So this is the first one here. Written by Bob Bruner and Arthur Silver. And let me give you this. I'll read it right off of here. Contributing writers. Art Bayer, William S. Bickley, Bobby Boswell, Bob Bruner, Frank Buxton, Lowell Gans, Ben Jolson, Marty Nadler, Mark Rothman, Arthur Silver, Michael Warren, Tiffany York, and Stephen Zacharias. 
Ah, and as I said, yeah, directed by Jerry Paris, and this one all takes place in Arnold's. I mean, as my guess would be the, the fact that it doesn't have Mr. C saying, or Tom Bosley saying, Happy Days was filmed before a live studio audience, and the fact that the the laugh track on this seems to be taken from, I don't know, an episode of All in the Family or Good Times. Or something. I mean, listen to the when they show the clip from, what is it, The Deadly Dares, where the Richie dresses like the gal and goes to the sock hop and the Fonz dances with him. Listen to the laughter. In, I mean, that is like almost married with children style laugh track. So obviously this, to me, this is, I, I don't know the, the, the um, exacts on this, but I would imagine since it was an anniversary special and it was meant to be a clip show, it was probably put together very quickly. And it was something where like, you know, in the middle of the week, we're just going to take two days, decorate Arnold's, hire some extras, and we are just going to film these clips these this framing stuff as quickly as we can leading into all the clips that we are going to show and the um the actual framing stuff doesn't bring us much that's new um one of the running gags through it is ralph keeps trying to tell the story about you know richie and the fonz dancing and he finally does and, and the fonz is going to kill him and have you heard the story about uh the fon the fonz's weirdest girlfriend Hey, have you guys heard the story about the late Ralph Malf? There's some funny stuff there. And they do have some, some fun kind of talking about, um, you know, their relationship growing since the Fonz moved in. And the best part, however, I think is the Fonz at the jukebox. And he hits the jukebox and Hound Dog starts playing. And I love that by this point in the show, I mean, if we are in, say, 59, Hound Dog was three years ago, four years ago, three years ago. Um, and Elvis has been in the army now. He's getting out of the army soon, and he will begin his 60s career soon, which is very different from the hound dog sort of music that he had been playing at the start with Sun uh, and immediately after leaving Sun to RCA. And so I love the fact that and this will come up again, but specifically will come up very near the, the, the end of the series, um, that um, when the Fonz hits the jukebox, the, ju the jukebox which should be full of the latest hits. So um, if this is 1959, it would probably not have Hound Dog unless there was like an old classic or something like that. They would have cleared the paths for, for new stuff. So just the, I, I like the concept that maybe Hound Dog isn't even on the jukebox, but when the Fonz hits it, because that was his sort of favorite that's the that's the well i mean he's looking back at this time fondly too but sort of he loves that time that sort of rebel without a cause when he was the rebel before he sort of began to have a family in earnest as he has with the cunninghams you know when he hits the jukebox it suddenly plays songs that aren't on the jukebox anymore that are from sort of his time his 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 recollection of his favorite time as it were although um Although maybe maybe it's just he's hearing that. Maybe they're hearing something different. Maybe they're hearing Paul Anker or something like that. I don't know. But my 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 favorite moment of the episode, and and this will lead into further stuff um, with the show. The Fonz tries it. Potsy tries it a couple times. It doesn't get to work. I'll be honest. For some reason, I thought the second time Potsy punched the jukebox that he was going to put his fist through it, and there was going to they were going to have to call an ambulance or something. I don't know why I thought that. Um, but uh, they asked the Fonz how he does that, and they think it's a trick. And the Fonz says more or less something on the lines of, "The Fonz has got powers that go beyond explanation." And that's true. He's telling it to you right there. 
You know, when we see him, you know, people complain, well, the Fonz takes over the show and, you know, he's got, you know, and they make him like, you know, he's got these superpowers, you know, it just, it's just, it's unrealistic. Well, the Fonz is telling you right here on the second anniversary special that he has powers that you cannot explain, that defy, you know, explanation. So he's telling you he's a superhero of sorts. So deal with it. If you don't like it, go watch another show. All in the Family is still on. Check out Maud. Why not, huh? Yeah, there you go. But but yeah, to me, the moment he says that, that's kind of like throwing down the gauntlet and saying, you know, and for future folks saying, oh, this show jumped the shark when the Fonz started to do all this crazy stuff. No, no, the Fonz is telling you he can do this. You weren't paying attention. Pay attention before you try to sass because then your sass ends up looking inept. So... Yeah, so that you get the scenes in and Arnold and stuff, and they're talking, and then the lovely closing scene as the song is playing, and you see the guys talking in the booth, and and uh, the Fonz is dancing with a gal who kind of, for a brief moment, you think it's it's Richie again because she's a blonde, and you think, oh, is that is he dancing with Richie again? And now the episode starts awkwardly because when you see those credits with the writers and everything, um, you see like an overhead shot of the diner looking more like a set than ever, and you see all these extras dancing around. And you hear like this, just this random, is he here yet? I don't know. Well, don't say anything. It's supposed to be a surprise. Does the Fonz like surprises? And these really badly dubbed voices that are really kind of quiet that you can almost not quite hear. It's a really strange moment. I'm, I'm not sure why they felt those had to be dubbed in there because it's pretty obvious that the place is decorated for a party. And when the Fonz walks in and they shut out all the lights and then yell surprise about a minute later, um, it's pretty obvious whose party it is. So I'm not sure why they had to add that in there. But um, I'll just, I, I guess, there, there's really not much to talk about. I mean, we're really just consolidating the fact that the Fonz really is becoming part of the Cunningham family and they love him. And they threw him this party and the Fonz says, you know, I've never had guys throw me a party before. Um, you know, the Richie Potts and Ralph threw him the party. Usually the gals throw him parties. And he's very happy to be part of that. And he looks very humbled by the fact that all these folks are now his friends and, and more or less his family. And so that's sweet. And that's it. So it's not a it's not sort of a growth moment in the show. It's sort of a consolidating what we've seen. And, and the fact that almost all of the clips, except for two of them, including the Deadly Dares one, um, are all from season three. So all of the clips are from the previous, I don't even know, the previous, what, uh, 15 episodes? Although there's nothing from Dance Contest, but there is, they call it Potsy Love. So they all, <laughs> so it's basically all the clips, but two are from, from more or less like the first 13 episodes of the season, which is a bit odd because normally you'd, you'd stretch out more in a clip show. If you're calling it the second anniversary, why just deal with episodes that have aired over the past four and a half months? But, um, hey, that's that's their choice. That's their choice. So what I want to do is, there's not much to talk about with this one. It's 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 fun to watch in order because you see, like I said, you, you it, it's fun to watch in order, but it's not it's not great just because, um, for example, like the um, the, the there's a Green Acres clip show, the, uh, the, 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 the man of our road. Wait, what the hell was it? That's the the man for the job, the first episode of season three. Um, but whereas this is very specifically, the Happy Days is very specifically an anniversary and celebrating the last like four months of the show. The man for the job is 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 more or less like it's the first episode of the third season. It almost has a feel like we're doing a bit of recap on what the show's about. 
but the great thing is the framing stuff in the man from our man for the job is very funny so so i would gladly show someone the man for the job as as a fun episode and and they they go back to the first episode of the show the clips are from the first two seasons of the show mainly from the first i think i'd have to watch it again but but yeah it's it's cool because they kind of don't deny the history of the show and it's fun to see those clips again and it's fun to fun to hop back sort of like that um because we're not just consolidating the fact that like this is the point when the Fonz kind of became the main character you know in the green acres they're kind of celebrating the show and the uh, the actual framing stuff as i said is as strong as an episode of the third season it's it's third season green acres is brilliant and man for the job is a beautiful beginning for it um this one is a little lazier um and i'll I'll talk about that in a moment um but um but it's still charming um and i'm glad we got it uh but let me just i'm just gonna do this real quick now i know um i just i just now i didn't i didn't sort of mark off where all the clips are from now it it does do that sort of awkward thing where like you know be like oh Fonz, happy birthday oh thanks so much you 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 guys have been so great to me this year yeah yeah and i just think you just moved in a few months ago yeah life was so different then do you remember when you moved in and then you see that clip you know more or less like and then it goes back to there and say yeah but do you remember the time you did this and then to go to that clip and i i guess in our lives, if we're sitting with someone reminiscing about something, it'll be, hey, do you remember at Christmas when we did this? Oh my gosh, but remember when we did this? But it doesn't, we don't get a strange video effect that takes us to that moment. So it just feels awkward. And, and, and we all don't sort of suddenly, do you remember this Christmas when um, we were sledding and this happened? And then we all don't s- sort of close our eyes and, mm, yeah, that's good. And then open our eyes and oh, but do you remember that? Uh, so the clip show is always is always kind of awkward when it's doing the clips like this. And and the thing too is that, and I'll bring this up again in a moment. The episodes at this time are generally running around twenty five and a half minutes. Fonzie's new friend was several minutes shorter. I think it was around twenty three, which I thought was odd. I thought maybe that was a syndicated version because obviously for the syndicated you know once the show goes syndicated they would make new masters of the episodes that were several minutes shorter and then they would go to stations and the stations would cut them up even more um so so that's why you get like sometimes dvd sets like i think it was elf was it where like people kind of i think maybe cosby show too um were like syndicated masters were used so the episodes were a few minutes shorter and occasionally you'll see that in like a complete series set and then and uh, where, where where you know the episodes will all be like 45 minutes 50 minutes and then one will be like three or four minutes shorter and that's generally syndicate generally um and then you get that weird thing at the show moving on moving on with claude akins and, and frank converse from the mid-70s the route 66 for truckers that, that's when one's a weird one because i i have i own season one of that i have a copy of the tv movie i own season one i don't own season two yet but i have i have some copies of season two's episodes and that's weird because the episodes will almost alternate you'll get a 50 minute episode which is around what it should be followed by a 45 minute episode and there's no rhyme or reason you'll just get 50 45 50 45 50 50 45 and it's just like what's going on why are these episodes so much shorter and why is no one saying hey are these syndicated but so fonzie's new friend might be a syndicated version the other ones don't seem to be this episode is weird because it's on the version i have it's 22 minutes and 16 seconds long which means it's over three minutes it's shorter than the average episode and my first thought it was this is a syndicated master and when you actually look at it 
on the DVD, this episode looks grubby. It looks like it's from an old video master. And so my first thought was syndicated. I have a second thought, which I will I will say to you after we've just discussed the clips real quick. And that's, yeah, they start off with stuff from Fonzie Moves In, obviously, because um, that's where that, that begins, and Fonzie's moving in, and well, there's Vivian uh, yelling outside the door, and, and uh, they think Fonzie set the place on fire. And I, I do like um, Fonzie's line when, when Mr. C goes to strangle Richie and and uh, Fon says, oh, you know, I'm so I'm so proud, Mr. C, that you were so worried about me moving in that you tried to strangle your own son. And then there is um, the stuff from the episode where Fonz is trying to teach Richie to be a tough guy. And I didn't write all these episode uh, titles down. And, and for that, for that, I apologize. But I think it was, what is it? Uh, no, Richie Fights Back. That was Richie Fights Back. And then I know we've got some clips here from, um, uh, I know we've got a clip from Fonzie the Flatfoot. Well, let's see, we got some more of Fonzie. There's a lot from Richie Fights Back. I mean, it's probably, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's five minutes, but there's a lot from Richie Fights Back. And I'm not 100% sure why. It was a decent episode, but not that great. And then, Rich, and then Ralph keeps wanting to talk about the Deadly Dares scene. And then we get to a uh, date with Fonzie. And it's interesting, again, because this is um, middle of January 76, and at the end of the month, Laverne and Shirley would appear. And so we actually get, what, what, how, I don't know how many minutes we get here, we actually get, from a date with Fonzie, we get, we get two minutes of the episode, two, wait a minute, two and a half minutes of the episode going into the um the commercial break and with a slightly weird video freeze frame and then that's that's the first half and then we get uh and then uh, let's see we get some Joni stuff to show Joni aging and we get Joni in an episode where she's talking about a gal who's going to tell everyone she's got pictures of how babies are made i don't remember what episode that's from but that's first or second season and then it cuts to Joni in uh they call it potsy love where she's asleep on the um on the couch and then uh, the Fonz with his powers. And then the Fonz at the three on a porch when he tells all the um, animals to be quiet. That's uh, one of his special powers, and which I think is lots of fun. And then the guys are sitting around there laughing. And then somewhere in here, I think we go to, yeah, Fonzie the Flatfoot. And then the episode um, uh, three on a porch again. And then we just get a bunch of clips. We get a bunch of Fonzie-related clips. His motorcycle being broken. Gals line up a dollar a kiss. Um, a whole bunch of whole bunch of clips and then the Fonz goes to the bathroom to do up his hair and we get a long section from the deadly dares and we get to see like just when Potsy's an ugly woman um we get to see that there's that moment where Mr. C when Richie goes out and Mr. C kind of walks a bit and then pauses and turns and we get to see like a shot where you can you see Mr. C in the living room and then the doorway goes through the dining room and then the doorway in the distance and there's Joni sitting at the table and Mrs. C and you're like that's what the house should look like and this talk has gone on longer than I thought it would I'm sorry everyone I thought this would be a shorter discussion well let me just finish the clips so we got the deadly dares and then I think after that um we go to yeah there's a, it's a long sequence from the deadly dares and I think this is probably where I first saw this sequence uh, when I was young I don't quote me on that though and then and then pardon me uh, we go from there and then yeah Fonz is going to kill Ralph and then um, the the Fonz makes a sweet little speech and then candles get blown out and then we get I believe the sit on it montage and the sit on it montage ends the episode so the last thing I would like to discuss um, they're still trying to make sit on it a huge thing and I guess it kind of did become a huge thing and but again 
they haven't said it that often. And when they first say it in Fonzie Moves On, they act like it's already a huge thing. So so to, to do a, the montage, again, kind of consolidates that, you know, they're trying to make it into a catchphrase, whether or not people picked it up as a catchphrase or not. So one more thing on this one, and just take a minute, and then we will wrap up this episode. But that's, I mentioned that this, this, this episode looks like a bad, it's taken from a bad video master. And w- one of the things with the syndicated stuff and, and the, the older shows, you get this with like, VEI does this, like the Canon set that they put out. Season, complete Canon. Season one of Canon, I think, was released by the network or the studio or whoever. And they actually went back and they did new masters. Because you do that every once in a while. Like, um, like um, I, I think I may have said this before, but like Rockford Files. When I first got into Rockford Files back in 2012 or 13, I was watching it on Netflix. Got two seasons in, then Netflix took it down. So I started renting it on DVD. Then maybe a year later, it came back on Netflix, and it was all high def. And now I own the Blu-rays, and it looks fantastic. And so presumably, what happened was that um, Rockford, still being a popular show in syndication and home home, home entertainment, they took the episode, they took the the thirty-five millimeter negatives and do did new scans for for high def town for us all enjoying the. Um, uh, show on high def and then mill creek released a really nice set of it and and so so that's kind of what they do um i i don't know how often they do that i don't know how popular the show has to be to do that but something like say batman when they did it for the um the blu-ray set you know so now presumably um when you see batman syndicated they're from these new masters that they did like six or seven years ago but there are going to be some shows presumably canyon is one of them that aren't as popular that they don't that there's a good possibility that if you're seeing syndication, you're seeing these old masters. And so Canon season one looks really good. Then once you hit season two, the episodes are still fun, but the quality becomes hit and miss. I think like their Barnaby Jones set I've read is kind of even worse. But the thing with the Happy Days sets is that generally um, it, it looks like CBS has been going back or whoever, Paramount, whoever, have been going back and doing like going back to the original material and, and prepping them for the, the DVD releases and presumably for new syndicated um, prints, too. They look good. But this one, and yeah, it looks like Video Master, um, the at the beginning superimposed a video credit to superimpose saying like the happy day second anniversary special and that guy you used to hear and i'm sure i should know whose voice it is on like all the variety shows at that time like on the brady the brady bunch variety hour you know he's welcome everyone to the happy days second anniversary special, and it's a video credit and and those credits that appear over everyone with the writer and director those look like video credits rather than credits that would have been put on the film and so i presume what happened was to save time and money they shot the scenes in Arnold's, probably quickly, on 35 mil, transferred everything to video, and then edited everything on video because it would have been much easier. It's much easier to pull all these clips. I mean, because the, the one thing with the Green Acres clip show is that those were full scenes. Here you get some full scenes, but then you get little montages. So it would have been much easier, much cheaper to just go to the video masters that they had of each episode the scenes rather than go back to the original negative or the original film print and print those again it's much easier to do the video yeah they would have sat down with someone and and put this together and you, you can tell you can tell it was shot on you could tell the, the the arnold sequences are clearly on film 
Uh, you could sort of tell that when you see those video credits, they they sort of clash uh, with the with the um, the the film beneath it. Um, but you can tell that it was edited on video by the video effects that that link the scenes. Um, it's one thing to have a wipe or a fade to black or a dissolve, but that specific thing they're doing here, where whenever a scene begins, you get a little square in the middle of the screen with the, the scene they're about to show in it, and the square expands. So suddenly, the scene you're about to see begins to take up the whole screen while the other scene is still on the edges until it's gone and then when that's done the square goes back in that's a video effect that's not a film effect so that is so what that means is that i would imagine i don't know this for certain that when they went to do the mastering for this season there was no film master of this episode because it was transferred to video and done on video so the reason why it looks like junk on here is because there's only a video master and possibly also it was a little bit shorter because it was in a special time slot so they may have sold it as let us put it in the special time slot and we'll give you more space for advertising that's a guess i don't know that for certain but yeah so so i would guess that this well i don't have to guess i can see it this episode was shot on film and then transferred the, the the frame material shot on film transferred to video and then video masters were used um uh, for the clips and then video was used uh, for the framing to edit everything together and then video credits were put up and that's why it looks like junk and you you can see like in moments like um i think one of the first close-ups of fonzie when he's talking to everyone and there's like extras all around him there's a gal on his left and she kind of moves at one point. And you can kind of see half her face, and she kind of moves at one point, and sort of, I, I want to say it's blue. I could be, I didn't write it down, but like, there's like, when she moves, it's like the video, video gets smeary sometimes. Like when you move too fast, it like trails and things like that. But when she moves her head, there's like a blue, like, smear or something that wouldn't be there on film, but it's a video, like, yuck kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, so, so that's why this episode looks. I believe this episode looks kind of like junk on the DVDs as compared to the others. That's also why I think they probably included it as a, a bonus episode because on the DVD set, it's not included chronologically. It's included at the end of the fourth disc as a bonus episode. I think that's because it doesn't look as good as the others because it really should be. It's a clip. It's a clip show, but, but a clip show doesn't mean it's not one of the episodes of the show. So, so I'm going to stop talking now, but it's it's an interesting episode, and it's nice to see that. I mean, at this point, the show is um, doing really well in the ratings. Fonzie Mania is is a, is kicking in or has kicked in. I can't wait to do, when this season is done, I'm going to do another Crack Magazine mini-sode where I discuss all the Happy Days Fon stuff that Crack did around this time. And there's a lot of it. I'm very excited to talk about it. And... But yeah, so that's the second anniversary show. So the next episode will begin with Fonzie the Salesman from the next day, January 13th, and then hopping to January 20th for Football Frolics. And we are getting very close to Laverne and Shirley premiering. Yay! So thanks again, everyone, for listening. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I hope you are enjoying the show. We're kicking along here in season three. And um, again, my name is Dan. Uh, you can go on eventuallysupertrain.blogspot.com, leave a comment, uh, at eSupertrain1 on Twitter, eventuallysupertrain on Facebook, uh, Danny Slacks at yahoo.com. And it's it's all good stuff, folks. So be, be good to yourself and um, uh, listen to some of this. Day, what a day, moving all week.